Coming up in this episode, we'll talk about riding the Oldfield Loop, and we'll talk about options if you're not a Harley or Indian fan. You know what, folks? There are other bikes out there, so stick around. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, if you ride as much as I do, you're putting a lot of miles and wear and tear on your bike. Now, whether you ride a lot or just a little, do yourself a favor and go buy Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first level five Honda powerhouse in Arkansas. Their red level technicians can help keep you rolling. Plus, Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides with excellent financing options. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda, work hard, play hard. Whether it's summer, fall, or winter, anytime is a great time to get out and explore the beautiful Ozarks on your ride. Do yourself a favor and put Brad Bradshaw's number in your phone, 417-333-3333. Very difficult to remember. You'll never know when a relaxing ride will be interrupted with an unforeseen accident. Brad's a physician, surgeon, and a lawyer, so he can help you with all aspects of your situation. So after the show, check him out online at bradbradshaw.com. Remember, save that number, 417-333-3333. Plus, he rides too. Welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road, where Randy Lewis and I, and he's from Bike Works in Urbana, Missouri. How's it hanging, old man? Shriveled. <laughs> that's, that's an old man part, so you know. <laughs> Got them Angus. <laughs> that's it. Uh, anyways, we're going to talk about, we. Th- you can tell how this episode is going to go <laughs> right out of the gate. Hang on, let me get another drink of beer. Yeah. Look at that horse. He just took off and rode the opposite direction. <laughs> anyways... One of the things I wanted to talk about besides, and we'll get the old field loop here in a minute, is we are going to touch on what are your options? Because, God forbid, people don't know this. There are other bikes besides Harley and Indian. Yeah. So we'll touch on that. But I wanted to talk about, as far as we're going to put a ride in on every episode, this one is the old field loop. Mm. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we will get to Arkansas pretty soon. <laughs> I mean, but there's so many rides. We're kind of working our way south. So the Oldfield Loop, if you ever have ridden Missouri 125 down to the Peel Ferry, and you probably don't know about this, I can't count how many times that I have received emails, people saying, holy crap, we never even knew this road existed. Yeah, man. And you incorporated it into the 125 Peel Ferry ride. So you're going south out of Sparta on 125, and you come to this little community. Well, it's not a community. There's a post office there. It's a village. There's a post office. And I don't even know why that's there. But it's Oldfield. Well, what you do instead of continuing down 125 is you take a left right there at T. It's County Road T. And these are good roads, too. 
Once you get on County Road T, you're kind of heading in an easterly direction. And these roads, the scenery, second to none, is amazing. I mean, yeah, Bob Ross would be jelly right now because oh, of the he scenery. would. <laughs> Man, he'd Little have his brushes out everywhere. and everything. <laughs> so you take County Road T and follow it around until you come to County Road UU. Now on this ride, first you'll come across UU that goes to the left. Don't take that one. Take the next one down a couple of miles down the road that goes to the right. You know how roads do. Sometimes they split. Plus, shameless plug, you can go to OzarkRides.com and go to the home page and scroll down. You'll see the old field loop. Yeah. And you can figure it out. Then you're on, I think it is UU. Yep. W. Not W, but UU. Which will take you kind of heading in a southwesterly direction. And this road follows all the way until it tees into 125 again. And then, of course, you just hang a left and and you continue on your ride. Right. You know, I I said a long time ago that it just depends on the day what your favorite ride is. Yeah. But I cannot honestly think of another ride that is basically, it's a 21-mile ride that is so short. It's so enjoyable. It's so enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, it packs a punch on. When you get onto UU, there's so many hills and elevation and valleys and tree-lined canopy roads. There are some areas where you can see all the way down to the Boston Mountains in Arkansas on a clear day. Yeah. And uh, I'm really jealous of people that have the few homes that are along that ride <laughs> of new you. You know, it's one of those things we always talk about this this ride to Peel Ferry. And, and the ferry is the the draw. It's it is. something that's different. That's the draw. And that's what everybody talks about because they haven't ventured off the road. And, and I'm not saying you're the founder of this road or this route or anything, but literally you're the one that brings it to my attention. And there's so many places like that in the Ozarks that if you just have some time and you have the willingness to get off what everybody says, go here, do this, you know, you can find some of these things. And I mean, I'll tell you, you're exactly right. I, I, I tell you how I discovered this. Um, Used to ride with a fella that when I lived down in uh, Nixa area, and uh, he said, let's go. It was an after work kind of thing. Let's go mm. on a quick ride. And uh, he took me on this ride, and I've done 125 forever. Right. And it was literally one of those rides that when I was finished with it, and I, it joined back up to 125, I said, oh, my God. Yeah. Let's turn around and do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Like getting off a roller coaster. He yeah. said, I want to do it again. Yeah. Here's my tickets. Sign yeah. me up. Put, I'm cutting in line. Yeah, man. I mean, And it, I get emails all the time, more than any other ride that is on Ozark Rides, by far. People saying, where has this ride been? <laughs> right, right. The, man. It's the best. It is. It's That's what's crazy to me, about that. It is, I don't know, I wouldn't exaggerate by saying five times better than the pig trail. Oh. Oh, way. I would say. Oh, for God's sakes, yes. And I don't know if it's because it's my mental makeup, but... There's not a ton of people that know about it. There's not a ton of people never, that even ever ride that. seen another bike on this road. Right. I've never seen another car yes. on this road. I mean, it is the hidden treasure of that Peel Ferry ride. You if know, if you're and, young and still can, you'll get wood. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, that's pretty funny, right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's again, it goes to show that you know people beat up these rides and pig trail. 
for what it is, it, yes, it's a good ride. But everybody says, oh, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. So people just go and ride it. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's amazing. But that's, they're like usually it the people that say that, and I'm not bashing the pig rail. It's a great ride. Usually people that say that are people that haven't ventured out and tried exactly. other things. Exactly. There's more to life Man. than vanilla or chocolate. Exactly. That is it to a T. So if you enjoy riding and you've got some time, Man, take that. Particularly take if that you're in the Metropolitan, road. Springfield, Nixa area, down in that area. Uh-huh. This is an after work ride. Yeah, it's a There's couple. 21 miles. Exactly. A couple hours to if go. If you're in Ozark, Missouri. Yeah, go down there, go ride it, and come back. It's a couple hours, probably. Yeah, that's it. Max. And it's just one of those. It's It's got twisties, it's got hills, it's got vistas, it's got tree covers. I mean, it is just a mecca. It's got everything. Yes. Everything. Yes. And best of all, nobody else. Never Bingo. seen. I've never Bingo. seen anybody else on the road. Yeah, and the roads are good quality. Yeah, you know that's what. Honestly, and a lot of times you find really great back roads. They're just junk. They're just the roads are paved by only the strictest terms, and they're not worth riding anymore because they tear you up. You know, kudos to Southern Missouri and Arkansas. Honestly, you know, if you guys ever wonder where your tax dollar goes, it goes to places like that. I mean, yeah, they are legitimately good roads, continuously being upkept. You know, it's it's a good one. It's the old field loop. We've babbled on about that enough. (laughs) I mean, if you had a lick of sense when this podcast was over and then uh, get online and find that ride and take it. Go check it out. If you're down in Arkansas, it's worth coming up. Take it in the reverse. Yeah. Come up through the Pale Ferry and do the loop and then go back through the ferry. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I said, it's just one of those hidden treasures. It, It is. It really is. So. I want to talk a bit about, you know, you're a Harley guy. I'm yep. a Polaris guy, you know, Victory yep. Indian. Yeah. It dawned on us that there are other choices. What? I know. Don't do not do that anymore. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> no, we'll not have it. Um, what? Yeah, F you, Greg. I'll do what I want. <laughs> and there is Randy Lewis in a nutshell. He doesn't listen. No, no. So there are other bikes out there, high quality motorcycles that I would be proud to ride. Yeah, for so a fact. So we want to talk about some for of those. For a fact, yeah. I mean, and if you're that guy that says, well, if you're not riding a Harley or an Indian, you suck. Well, no, actually the truth is you suck. Yeah, that's not what we're about here. No. You know, you know it's it's all it's all. Randy will ride a Metropolitan. Oh, you bet your ass I will. You damn Heck right. Yeah. In a string bikini. Yeah, if I'm wearing anything at all. At all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's let's hit on a couple of them here, okay? So you yeah. think... And just you, because we didn't mention the bike that you ride or you like, doesn't mean it's not so. It just, we've only got so much time. Yeah, yeah. We love America. We love American-made products. It is what it is. Now, it, for the... And I, I will say this. For the lamers, they think, oh, metrics just cheaper. Not entirely, man. Oh, Not no. entirely at all. No, you talk no, about no. the new Au Honda Goldwings. Their base price, twenty four, twenty five thousand dollars right there on point with, you know, a Harley or an Indian. Go look at the price of a new BMW. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, what you have is a lot different features, you know, a lot different ergonomics, seating position, you know, exhaust sound. Nothing beats the Indian or Polaris, if you will, or Harley. In my mind, you can't compare. Right. And they've subtly realize they can't compare so they don't even try anymore but you know here's a manufacturer that you don't hear anything of suzuki you know you, you don't think of suzuki when you think of we talked about that some time ago i have yet to see a suzuki commercial anywhere anymore used to see them all the time 
I see them for sport bikes. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I'm not watching at the right time, but I don't see anything about Suzuki. Yeah. And yet they're still there. Honestly, truthfully, dirt bikes and then sport bikes is really their niche. They really bang that home. And but, they make a good bike. Yeah, they make what's called a Suzuki M109. That dude is like freaking 1900cc, 2000cc, something like that. Big ass fat tire. I mean, it is a hog. It absolutely flat freaking runs. So if now you it's want, a good quality bike too. Yes, yes, it really is. And there's the downfall, in my opinion, with metric motorcycles is the aftermarket world. There's just not a ton of, and mainly because we live in the states. I would I would assume that that's really what it is. Their aftermarket parts are somewhat expensive. They've got a lot more emission controls on them. Now their ECMs are a little bit better in my mind because they're a little bit more forgiving and easier to tune out and a lot less expensive to tune out. But they make gobs of horsepower. Twerking, not so much, but gobs of horsepower. So they're really good. Big CC motorcycles. You know, Kawasaki was making a Vulcan 2000. I mean, you're talking about the 114s and Harley now are like 1800 cc's. They've been making the 2000cc motorcycle since the early to mid-2000s. I mean, that's a huge CC bike. It's a big-ass bike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking about, i got numerous customers. We're running car tires on the back because they're that big and heavy. Granted, you Kinda hate like that idea. Kind like the Boss Hog. Yeah, exactly. Honda, you know, they were making the Goldwing F6B for a while. You know, it's basically a Goldwing without the trunk. And a lot, a lot more attractive styling cues. Yeah, let's and hit so that. they've they've cut out the F6B and yeah. just went to the Goldwing with or without cheese. Yeah. Cheese being all the bags and everything yeah. like that. Naked or whatever, if you yeah. will. Another, but they kept the F6B styling. Yes, another great motorcycle. Longevity is through the freaking roof. You're talking about 200,000 miles before any real expected repairs. And even then, maintained right, you'll never, never have you know, major mechanical malfunctions on those bikes. I would be proud to own one of the new gold wings without the bags. Yeah. yeah. I mean, frankly, that's what's always kept me away from them is because of the, I don't like the, they're just unattractive. They're unattractive, but now done right. You can, they have kits now that you can put a bigger front wheel on them. Yep. Oh yeah. You know, get yourself one of the clockworks flared fairings. Yeah. Lower it uh, with air ride. They mm-hmm. look good. Yeah, there's people coming out with them. I mean, they're just, they're just like I said. There's a lot more avenues now. Granted, we're talking about the upper end, okay? The right. big horsepower, the big touring model motorcycles. And I don't know if you would agree with this, but I would say that the Goldwing, pound for pound, is probably and has been for some time the most efficient and reliable motorcycle yes. ever made. Yes, I will. I will go on record and say that for sure. I mean, you can get on for that sure. any time of the day. Fill it with gas and go anywhere on the planet, and it'll run. Yes. Yep. You know, it's a six-cylinder horizontally opposed motor. They use those in Porsches. Yeah. There's something to be said for that. I mean, and they've been doing the horizontal engine for eons. Whether it was a four-cylinder, a six-cylinder, what your CC was, they are very efficient, economical motorcycles. You know, used-wise, they're holding their values fairly well. They're a little cheaper than a a big twin or something like that. They're still doing really, really well used-wise, too. With that being said, you can go 10, 15 years old, have a killer motorcycle still, and get it very, very reasonable. Oh, yeah. And they, they, like you said, they run forever. 
Right, right. Now we venture over to say Yamaha. Those, in my opinion, those are the big ones. Kawasaki has it too. Kawasaki, Suzuki, Honda, Yamaha. Those, what do you think of the, the Kawasaki Vulcans? Great motorcycles. I've owned one before. Okay. Truth be told, yeah, I've owned one. They Again, they have their touring line. They have their sport line. They have a crotch rocket, if you will. Or Not knowing a lot like about the Vulcan, is this a bike that is a turnkey bike? And what I say turnkey, what I mean is, assuming that you have taken care of it, you can yeah. get on that bike, turn the key, fill it with gas, and go anywhere worry-free. Yes. yes, yes, yes. And I tell customers in the shop constantly, I said, when they're looking for motorcycles, what do you want? Do you want stature or do you want no maintenance and reliability? No maintenance reliability really swings towards the metric side of everything. You know, those Japanese brand motorcycles, they've been water-cooled forever. Engine design is good. The banks aren't crazy as far as the degree of the V-twin that they have. Granted, they've been styled after a Harley. They'd be stupid not to. But they are very, honestly, pretty dang reliable. Their fuel injection systems are pretty good on them. Oh, um, yeah. I used to have a, a V-Star Yamaha. Yep. yep. And I rode a shaft drive. Uh-huh. And I rode that bike coast to coast, top to bottom, left to right, many, many times. And not once ever did I have a, an issue with it. Right. And, and it's what's it's what's really cool is that whether you're into full touring, every major manufacturer produces a bike with bags and a touring setup. If you like the kind of the chopper craze or, or whatever, Suzuki, uh, the Boulevard, I guess, would be more right. along those lines. Suzuki, the M109 would fall more into that line. Honda, you've got a Fury or a Stratoliner. Stratoliner has bags, but it's got a little bit more rake, lower ground height things like that. Yamaha, they have what's called a Raider. It's a freaking 1900cc motor. V4, I believe, is what it is. Gobs and gobs and gobs of power. Like, it's ridiculous how well and how hard they run. A little bit more rake in the front, a little fatter tire. I think they run a 200 or a 220 wide factory rear tire, which when you talk about Harleys, that's a custom deal. You know, now until you get to the fat boys and some of the newer bikes, but you know, they were making those back in 08 and 09. We didn't have fat tires on Harleys in that time. So, I mean, there's just, they've really hit it off well with reliability. Horsepower is really where they make it. Now their downfall is their gearing. A lot of them, which is crazy to me, a lot of them now are like five speeds, but they were six speeds back in the eighties. Like it's, it's crazy. Why do you suppose they do that? I'm not for, honestly. So like my victory is a five speed. I wished it was a six speed. Yeah. But then again, when reality comes down to it, I mean, I can run all day long at 70, 80 miles an hour and the bike doesn't seem to be stressed over it. Right. So it's, I believe, and I could be way off on this, but their engine design, you know, most metrics and your victory are the transmission is in with the engine case. It's all one centrally oiled spot. So I I really believe that the fifth gear sixth gear thing comes from their engine design with most metric motorcycles it is their case the transmission engine case all is one one central oil everything like that so i believe maybe just possibly to keep the cases narrower so it's a little bit more rider friendly that's why you don't see a sixth gear because it takes a little bit more space where do you stand on that where the versus a separate uh, transmission fluid Uh, personally because i'm a harley guy i love it I run a transmission fluid. Is there an, fluid. A, a, a legitimate advantage or disadvantage to either one? Um, Trick question. Yeah. Thinking about it, I would say it's split. With a Harley, I particularly like it because 
with gearing, I like running a gear oil in my transmission, not just a synthetic engine oil. It's thicker. It stays with the gears a little bit better. When you have malfunctions, now you can isolate it to, with a say with a Harley, you have a transmission issue. You don't have to tear the engine down to fix your transmission with the primary also. With a metric motorcycle, you have a transmission issue. The engine comes apart. It's just more maintenance and it's more just having to do extra work to fix an isolated problem, say in the transmission or the primary. That actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. Who knew? Now, with an all-in-one oil cavity with it in there, all that oil runs most of the time through a cooler or it runs through the entire engine. Now you don't have as much heat isolated issues. With that being said, also, if you have a transmission issue and it's throwing shavings into it, where do you think those shavings are going? In your engine. So that's the pros and cons of having a five or six speed, if you will, where the transmission and engine case are all in one. If you have an isolated issue in the transmission, it could damage your engine and vice versa. With a Harley, it is strictly isolated, you know, transmission, primary engine. If you have a, a problem in one area, it doesn't carry over into the other two areas. So that's where I stand on it. Okay, well, I've got a fantasy question for you. You're living in an alternative universe where Harley or Indian does not exist. Ooh. What bike would you have as your main stable bike? Because we Ooh. all know that you would have an assortment in what you do of bikes. But if you, <laughs> yeah. your one main bike, this is my rider. Oh, I hate you right now, Craig, because... Get on the bandwagon. For me, it really goes to what day of the week is it? You know, every every which way that I I know, feel. but for our... And it's the same for me, but for our purposes... Okay. It's today. Okay, okay. I'll try to answer this the best that I possibly can. And this is going to hurt you guys' feelings with the Japanese motorcycles. A BMW. Is what I would own. An awesome bike. Yep. I would own it is. A, a BMW, whether it be a GS or an RT or what have you, that's probably what I would own. Well, I tell you, I would own one of these stripped down gold wings and I would ride it to your house and ask if I can borrow the BMW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. The reason why I like those, and that's one that we haven't really hit on, you know, they're still Moto Guzzi. They're still Royal Enfield. They're still BMW. They're still I love the KTM. KTM has a couple of adventure bikes that are, are really doing freaking fantastic. I really like a BMW for the fact that, yeah, I'm a taller guy. It has a higher seat height. They make a shitload of power and reliable, usable power. Torque too, don't they? Yes, and torque for days. The seating position is a little bit cumbersome. There's some aftermarket components that help it out for me, but... They're stupid reliable. They run really, really well. They're six-speed bikes. You're talking about cruising speeds, 80, 90 miles an hour, and it's barely breathing. That's what I like about them. If you like wheelies, you can wheelie the shit out of a BMW. You can run off-road on a BMW. You can run highway riding on a BMW. They've got things, heated grips, heated seats, electric windshields. They got it all. Cruise control, ABS, selectable ABS, selectable traction control. I mean, it's just like... Does Harley have selectable ABS? Because I know Indian does. I'm not... You know, this is going to be bad. I'm not for sure. I know they've recently came out with some new uh, ABS and traction control modules and things like that. I don't necessarily... I could be wrong on this, folks. You know, I'm not 100% up to date on everything about all makes, all models, all the time. I don't think they have a selectable one. Hmm. 
where you can change between different modes. I tell you what I'm desperately wanting is a uh, dual sport. Yeah, yeah. Where there's so many dirt roads oh, around yeah. the Ozarks. I could start a whole new website of nothing but back road, dirt roads. Dirt road riding, yeah. Yeah, dirt road riding. And uh, if you um, were thinking about stealing it, I'm okay with that. It just saves me for the trouble from having to do it. To go buy another motorcycle. Yeah. Man, I've, I've had a couple of them come through the shop, and I'm so freaking intrigued by one that I'm, I nearly pulled the trigger on buying these guys' bikes. What is it? Just so, just all of them. You know, Kawasaki makes a KLR, Suzuki makes a DR. BMW obviously makes them. KTM Honda makes Africa them. Twin. Honda Africa amazing Twin. Amazing bike. Yeah, there's a ton of them. I mean, it's just such an amazing time to think that one manufacturer is producing all ends of the spectrum. And they're all pretty good, you know, except for Harley and Indy, and they're not producing those. You know, those are great bikes, and I, there's nothing I could say that would uh, take away from them. But I'm an old-school guy. I, I would enjoy having a, an old Yamaha single-cylinder 500. Yeah, keep working on that, homie. Well, I couldn't <laughs> because none, <laughs> Job of security. Are, none of them are electric start. Oh, yeah, I forget. With and you. I've got enough ailments and, and oldness yeah, that yeah. I could— it's you ever hard tried to, start to kick start? Cane. Yeah. <laughs> you ever tried to kick start a uh, single cylinder 500 thumper? Dude, they got compression. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And yeah of course, you sure. could put a compression release on it, but still. Yeah. You better be young. Yeah. And if it for takes sure. more than one or two kicks, here's the crazy thing cover about cover the bike up because you're not riding today. Adventure riding and off road riding. You know, you think, oh, I'm on a motorcycle. What's the big deal? You got to be in shape to do that stuff, dude. Oh, yeah, you like, do. It is taxing on a person's body to maneuver and to handle this motorcycle and take the bumps and the turns and the off-canter stuff on all these different rides. So, you know, eat your Wheaties, guys, because get ready for a ride. If you want to go old school, make sure you got the testosterone left <laughs> to handle it. Yep, or at least the testicular fortitude to push through it. Yeah, or be dumb enough not to know the difference. Yeah. Okay, so we kind of briefly touched upon options out there, and that was the key thing about this particular podcast, that if you're not a Harley guy, you're not a uh, Indian guy or yeah. Victory guy. You can are... still ride. Yeah, oh, yeah, and shame on you if you don't, because there are a lot of great motorcycles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just I mean, to, if you start out on a Honda Shadow 750, dude, this it's a good is what, bike. This is what pisses me off about a lot of those guys that are like, oh, if you're not Harley, you ain't shit. Where did those mother truckers start at? They didn't start on a Harley. A lot of Very them started. Few of them. Maybe your son did. Yeah, that's true. But th those are far and few between. A lot of those old crotchety mother truckers right now, they rode something else. Yeah. They old, rode something an else. An old Suzuki, you know, Shit, they twin probably, cylinder, two cycle. Even when they were on their Sportsters in the 70s, they wanted a Honda CB750. They wanted one because they were getting their ass kicked handily by a CB. Honda CB750 changed it forever for oh, the whole yeah, world. Yeah. In my opinion, that's why the we have. The first super bike. Yep. That's why we have sport bikes of today's day. Exactly. You know, that inline four. I've owned a couple of them and never had a bad issue with any of them. Dude, it's my go-to for building a cafe racer. Bar none. Do you like the dual overhead or single? Aesthetically, I like the single. Single, overhead. they look yeah, better. Yeah, aesthetically, I like the single. Performance-wise, a dual does yeah. does do pretty well. So, anyways, the point we're trying to make is, uh, don't ever be ashamed of what you're riding. If you're not riding, be ashamed of that. Yeah, and just get yeah. out and ride with a great big smile on your face, and you can yep. pick out the bugs later. Right, exactly. If you take your tie off and jump onto a metric, 
Whatever. Exactly. I mean, if, and don't pay any attention to those out there and there the are more the naysayers. There are more of them than I care to admit that, uh, you know, if you don't ride X, Y, Z, you're not anything. Right. They're the ones that are. We try to drive this thing home pretty hard, I think. Fairly hard, relatively hard, if you will. Yeah, I'm Harley. Yeah, you're metric ish. <laughs> the word is victory. Yeah. I.e. Polaris. Victory. And if I had the extra money, it would be Indian. Yeah. Victory just isn't around anymore for a reason. No. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is it, it's solidified where we stand. Next week, there'll be a new co-host. Yeah. It's very solidified where we stand. We ride what we want. And that's what we want to push to everybody else is ride what you want. Well, I'm a perfect example. I ride a victory. It's a good bike. I'm a victory yeah. guy, but it's what I have. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, if I had the money, the extra cash, because I don't go into debt for anything, if I had the cash to buy a new Indian, I'd probably sell the Victory and buy yeah. the new Indian. Yeah. But the thing is, ride what you've got. Exactly. And we, you always say, oh, you've got multiple bikes and whatever. I do have multiple bikes. I have multiple Harleys, but I also have multiple Hondas. I recently sold a Honda, vintage Honda collection that I had, you know, so... I have a accumulation of different brands, different makes, different models, a bunch of different ones. That should be the ultimate goal of any motorcycle enthusiast, to have mm. a corral of all different kinds of bikes. Oh, shoot, homie. What kind of mood am I in today? Yeah, I'd go broke. I'd live in a cracker box or a cardboard box if I could own a shit ton of motorcycles. Where does Randy live? In a shipping container. But you should see <laughs> the other shipping containers full that are of full of bikes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, that's, that's just how I am. My wife hates it and loves it all in the same but you know it, it just is what it is there's more out there than just vanilla and chocolate exactly so get out there and ride until the next time enjoy life